Joshua chapter 7, verse 19. Then Joshua said to Achan, My son, give glory to the Lord God of Israel and give praise to him and tell me now what you have done. Do not hide it from me. And Achan answered Joshua, Truly I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and this is what I did. When I saw among the spoil a beautiful cloak from Shinar and 200 shekels of silver and a bar of gold weighing 50 shekels, then I coveted them and took them. And see, they are hidden in the earth inside my tent with the silver underneath. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran to the tent. And behold, it was hidden in the tent with the silver underneath. And they took them out to the tent and brought them to Joshua and to all the people of Israel, and they laid them down before the Lord. The story of Achan is one which every believer must not only be familiar with, but also must make the principle of harboring secret sin something that we always avoid. Because hidden sin is one of the most harmful things in a believer's life, which affects not only them, but their family, their church, etc. So in this story, Joshua is commanded to attack the fortified city of Jericho, which must have seemed impossible since there were walls surrounding the city and the Israelites had no means of victory in and of themselves. But God brings victory to the Israelites, demonstrating once again, he is God and can do whatever he wills to be done. So after the victory, things start going sideways for the Israelites and Joshua is confused. Everything was going according to God's plan and now something has changed. So Joshua does the right thing and takes it to the Lord in prayer. And God tells Joshua there's sin in the camp. And if they're going to harbor sin in the camp, then they're on their own. So Joshua calls everyone together and discovers a man named Achan did a little looting in Jericho, which God had strictly forbidden. And that looting cost the Israelites a battle where an inferior army defeated them and killed a bunch of Israelites. And in the story of Achan lies a crucial spiritual reality. We cannot hide. Are evil from God. Psalm 44:20. If we had forgotten the name of our God or spread out our hands to a foreign God, would not God discover this? For he knows the secrets of the heart. And Jesus declared in Revelation 2:23, and all the churches will know that I am he who searches mind and heart, and I will give to each of you according to your works. So not only does God search the heart and mind, but also to those who are in rebellion toward him, he's going to punish that rebellion. Romans twelve nineteen, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. The Lord will repay each according to his works. So as believers whose sins are forgiven, are we going to be punished for our secret sins? Well, in my opinion, that depends on the heart of the believer. And I believe, based on the evil in my own heart, that we all battle sin, and sometimes the battle gets too hard, so we let up and we can let our guard down or simply stop fighting and allow that sin to once again overpower us and make us slaves again to it. Romans 6.16, do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one that you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But for the believer who is serious about Jesus and being led by the Holy Spirit, we continue to fight using the sword of the Spirit as our weapon, which is the Word of God. And in 1 John 1, 6, it says, If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he's in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
And I've had many seasons in my life as a believer where I simply was walking in darkness. And I can't say that I was always, quote unquote, struggling with something because a struggle implies that a person is actively resisting something. And I experience this all the time. But there have been seasons where I'm simply allowing darkness to fill my mind unchecked. And then I become a liar. And there's really no other way to put it. I'm lying to everyone who knows me as a quote-unquote man of God when I am really in that particular season not a man of God, rather a slave to whatever is overcoming me. However, I know I have an advocate. Romans 8.26 Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So these seasons tend to be short-lived in my life, because God is serious about my relationship with Him. He is a jealous God, righteously jealous, and will intervene during these seasons. And sometimes that intervention is pretty harsh, in my opinion. Deuteronomy 6.15, For the Lord your God in your midst is a jealous God, lest the anger of the Lord your God be kindled against you, and He destroy you from the face of the earth. He's a jealous God. So confessing my sin, which means I'm condemning my sin the same way God does, rather than saying, okay, you got me, I'm sorry. I look at my sin and understand that God is searching my heart and mind and seeing what is evil in my heart. And my role is to look at that sin as evil too. And not to play around with it like poking at a rattlesnake thinking it's fun. Understanding what God has deemed evil is evil, period. And we are not to take part in darkness. Otherwise, we begin to justify our sin just like Achan did. So the lessons of Achan are many. First, as believers, we must be ready for, quote, every good work, unquote, which is a popular phrase Paul uses many times. 2 Timothy 2.21, Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Colossians 3.2, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. So setting our minds means that we are in a place of readiness, prepared to encounter and battle our own flesh. In Romans 8, 5, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but to those who live according to the Spirit set their mind on the things of the Spirit. Another lesson is that opportunities will present themselves for us to indulge in the flesh, and sometimes we don't expect it. Therefore, we must always not only be ready, but expect those opportunities to pop out of nowhere. Achan had a choice, and he chose to rebel instead of obey. And a big lesson, one that many churchgoers need to be reminded of, is when we refuse to obey and think it's okay and that God doesn't care, it's going to come back and bite us. Numbers 32, 23. But if you will not do so, behold, you have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. And I have a few embarrassing stories of this. And now I'm scared to try to hide sin because I know it's stupid, but I also know God will allow me to do it. And then I can take another trip to the woodshed and receive my rebuke in love from the Lord. Those get old after a while, but For some reason, I still have to keep going back. Another lesson from Aiken's story is temptation to rebel against God is always there. I don't believe temptation will ever stop during this lifetime. And I recall in my career, many elderly people who were so frail and old that it was a miracle they were simply able to stay alive. Yet some of their hearts were still totally wicked. And I recall a woman who was probably in her 80s 
and lived at a retirement home during my career. And there was a complaint about something at the nursing home. I don't remember what it was, but I had to interview a few people and this lady was one of them. She was healthy and active and still maintained a decent degree of vitality. But I discovered through other residents, and yes, retirement home residents want to inform you on what's going on, that this woman was not popular among the other women because she was committing adultery with the men in the home, and she is 80. And these men, many of which were getting close to dying, they're still rebelling against God, thinking that it's hidden. And what I noticed about this woman, she wore a tight shirt, which showed off her large breasts. And knowing how men are allured by large breasts, I can just imagine them drooling over her as she flirted with them. And she even flirted with me when I was interviewing her. So temptation, it's everywhere, even in places you think are safe. Ephesians 5.11, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. So as believers who want to spend eternity with God instead of option B, we need to understand this spiritual truth. We cannot hide our sins from God. Jeremiah sixteen seventeen. For my eyes are on their ways, they are not hidden from me, nor is their iniquity concealed from my eyes. Hosea 7, 2. But they do not consider that I remember all their evil. Now their deeds surround them, they are before my face. So God sees what's going on in our lives and in our hearts and our minds, and it makes no sense to not live a life of constant repentance for anyone who believes in God. Revelation 3.19, for those whom I love, I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent. Learn to live a life of repentance and ready to battle the flesh so that we can live free in Christ to do the will of God and please Him. Secret sins are not secret, rather they are as plain as a movie playing in a theater to God. And if a person feels rebuked or disciplined by God, good, that means he loves you. So be zealous and repent, and you will be blessed. Thank you.